0: And we are back for this week's edition of the Hudson Havoc podcast from Locust Street Studio. John Wecken is my name and joined as always, the general manager, the coach, the figurehead of the Hudson Havoc, Brett Wall. I appreciate you having me, John. Brett, two uh, great wins this weekend. Uh, One at home, one on the road. a division matchup against a Mullets team that's below you but still a potentially dangerous team coming off that uh, Wisconsin-Rapids series the weekend before two excellent wins. Take us back uh, to the first one.
1: That that I will, and and John, remind me, ask me this question in just a second here. I actually, for a second, just got to give you a little bit of praise. Um, We were sitting there at Jonesy's on Saturday night after the game, and we were sitting there with a bunch of fans and a bunch of parents and a handful of Billets and Brian Gendrew. Um, and yeah, I don't ever think we take enough time to just kind of thank you for what you do and, and how awesome the show has kind of progressed. I mean, last year when Brian left us, that was kind of, you know, up in the air and a question mark for us, like who's going to really take this over. And I had a few people just kind of comment. And obviously for me, I, I don't want to say I take it for granted, but me and you see each other every week and it's just kind of, it's, it's very easy going, you know, the communication and the sure. relationship and the way things kind of come out on the podcast. Um, but don't get enough time to really say that how awesome of a job you're doing. And I just want to make sure that you got recognized for that and, want everyone to know that you know the U have kind of put this thing together, not only as a producer, but also stepped up as host when we kind of needed somebody. So uh, this isn't doable without a chance. I want to make sure you get recognized and say thank you.
0: Well, th- thank you very much.
1: And then, yeah, Thursday was great. Um, we were at Augsburg University and had an opportunity to play on a college campus, which is a lot of fun. Um, we were there, and a handful of the hockey players from Augsburg University were there watching. Dean got a chance to kind of connect with a few in the hallway. So did Coach Dick and myself. Um, Really cool. And they have the women's teams practicing before us. So it's really much kind of that college hockey environment. You see the boys there. You see the girls there. You see what it would kind of feel like to be a Thursday night at Augsburg University and be a hockey player or an athlete. Um, You got to go down and kind of see where the basketball and football guys are Mm -hmm. working out and training and kind of see their little um, training center and got to do a little bit of a tour there of the school, you know, the coaching staff and I was just blown away, and then the guys were getting ready for the game, and the the setup is extremely comfortable as far as, you know, a road setup. The locker room is great, a lot of space, and kind of area for the guys that really get kind of acclimated to play a game. I'm uncomfortable, you know, when they're supposed to be uncomfortable on the road. So an awesome opportunity. Guys were extremely excited, and I thought we came out and worked really hard. Uh, A few new additions to the lineup, so we were a little, you know, scratching our heads. Let's see how things kind of go and how things work. And we came out, I think we had 68 or, or 69 shots, I think it was. Um, and, and a big showing. We really kind of poured our offense on, and then at the same time, I think they had 17, 18 shots, and they had some really good shots. They had a breakaway, a few two on ones, and Matt Powell was in that for us on Thursday, and did an unbelievable job of stepping up when we uh, needed him to, and kind of you know let our defense slip a little bit there. We got a little more you know hungry offensively and kind of lackluster at times. Uh, Matt Powell did a great job, kind of being the anchor back there and keeping us in it as well. Uh, really close game. I think it ended up what was it, four to one? I think
0: four to one I'm um, Thursday night. But
1: I mean, it got down to two to one. Um, with two minutes left in the game. So we were kind of scrambling there. Harut Tirosian went out and uh, had a big empty net goal. And then uh, Sean Potts had a great night to cap off a goal and an assist. Um, shot the puck towards the net. and Logan Milhausen got his first goal of the year off an assist from Pottsy, um, who's been playing really well. So Milhausen to be rewarded and kind of like finally get that monkey off his back was huge. He's been playing fantastic for us on penalty kill, 5-on-5, five 6-on-5 five, against so to see him be rewarded offensively was awesome as well.
0: And this was a Thursday night game, so it's a, a different than the usual you know, Friday, Saturday sign. Did, did the, the Thursday, the day earlier, th- throw you off at all?
1: No, I mean, not not really. Uh, it's one of those things you kind of got to get adjusted to regardless. Um, you know, When you look at some of the YAC and the MIAC schedules and yep. some of the teams that are close by, they're playing games on Tuesdays and Thursdays and then that Saturday night as well. Um, so just kind of getting adjusted and used to that is going to be normal. I think any time you get a game, you know, you still got to approach it as the whole day. Like, you know, we're no longer at the youth level where it's like, you know, Jimmy and Johnny are packing the car with mom and right. dad, and we're, we're going to Chicago for the weekend. Right. Um, it's one of those things where the guys wake up. Instead of having regular practice, we have a pregame skate, just like we would on a Friday or Saturday. You know, we sit down and kind of set up a game plan, make sure everyone's ready, and, and make sure everyone's kind of, you know, in the know, uh, put a lineup out. Guys go home and take a nap, then come home or come back to the rink and get their stuff, and we head uh, to the game. Uh, so just like we would on a Friday or Saturday, just happens to be on a weekday.
0: And, uh, you know, we talked about this off here. One of the challenges in any sport at any level is to win games, but even on the road against teams you're supposed to beat. This, this is a division uh, team. Now, granted, they're below you, but still you have to find a way to motivate yourself and to say we, we need to go in there and play a good game or, or we're not going to win this one.
1: Well, I'm glad you brought up the road thing. Um, I, any opportunity I can bring, get to bring up my Bengals here. Uh, big week That's this week for, for the boys. So did a great job on the road. Super excited to see that. I've been a Bengals fan since I was born. I've never seen a playoff win. So to see two in one year, this That's is funny. this is incredible. That's true. Um, but it's um, not that you approach that any differently or any less. We have the same approach and same focus. But just knowing at times it's kind of how you have to handle your business, right? When there's a team that's below you or even within the standings, you got to make sure you're winning those games so you can make a little bit more separation between yourself. But also, too, with our situation, close ourselves to the teams that are at the top of the pack. Right. Um, so just kind of really important. I don't think anyone really put a ton of emphasis on that. It's one of those things that you quietly appreciate and just kind of understand in the back of your head that you know you got to win. Um, but at the end of the day, we just approach it with the same expectation. If we're playing a first-place team or a last-place team, they play in the Midwest-West, and they're incredibly you know, talented and going to be deep and can compete. So we just got to make sure that we're ready every night.
0: So Saturday comes around. We're, we're in a stretch now where you have quite a few home games here between now and, 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 and late February. So getting back home, there you face the team that you had beaten two nights before. What were some of the things you were preparing for on Saturday for the Saturday night home game?
1: Just understanding that this is going to be something. If guys like the way we kind of approached it this week with the home and home setup, right? So we play and we have one this weekend as well. Yep. But we played a Thursday and a Saturday, so we played at their place and our place. So something that you're going to see pretty regularly. If you're playing in a division like the MIAC or WIAC or, you know, back in the day, if you are in the WCHA, you'd see something like that. Yep. I grew up playing in the CCHA, so a lot of the Michigan teams, you could do a home-and-home. Home. So it was something you kind of see in the college style okay. um, and structure. So we really approached it like, kind of like, hey, this is going to be how college hockey is. You know, there's a two-game series. You want to go out here and you want to try to win both, but you got to win the first one. So we came out there with a the game plan knowing, like, hey, We've got to empty our tanks. We've got a day's rest here in between. It's not like we need to get to the third period and, and conserve a little bit or figure things out or whatnot. Like we could keep our foot on the gas for 60 minutes. Something that really kind of helped put it into our game plan. Something we're trying to really strive for as a team is that whole 60-minute effort. So we got a chance to really focus and emphasize on that. Had that great day of rest. We came in, tightened up a few things that we saw and didn't like. Uh, quick little practice is more like a, a pre-game skate on steroids than anything, to be honest with okay. you. Wasn't a full practice. We weren't out there killing the guys. We expected, you know, guys to run like horses on Saturday. So you got to make sure they're fresh. Um, and then we came out and with that mindset on Saturday. One of the hardest things to do in college hockey or hockey alone is to sweep a team, right? Yep. Or to beat a team twice in a row after they're, they're pretty mad and fired up that they just got a butt kicking. Um, so we really had that emphasis of saying, hey, you know what? We're gearing towards playoffs. You just won a game on, on game one and, and night one but it takes two games to win a series. So, you know, how do you respond? And really kind of getting ourselves in that thought process and that mindset of knowing like, hey, we've won one. Okay. Our mindset was two here. We've handled our business with the first game. Now we've got to reset, readjust to make sure we're ready for the next one and know that the first one really has no implications. Understand the importance of just kind of being where your skates are that day in that night. And so I think the guys did a good job saying, Hey, you know what, this is how we're going to approach it. And that's kind of our focus heading into these next few games. We have a home and home with the moose this weekend. Um, very, very similar mindset and focus. And then the next two weekends, we have three game weekends, which is exactly how playoffs set up. So we're kind of putting ourselves in situations and scenarios that are going to look like what we'll see in playoff time. So I'm really excited to see how our group responds. I really like the hockey we're playing right now after the weekend, um, I really like our mental approach right now as well. I think we really have a good mindset with the way we're looking at things and the way we're kind of putting notches in our belt along the way before we get to war there.
0: Gornick Arena on Saturday night. What was the what was the atmosphere for uh, for puck Drop?
1: You know what I loved? Uh, and I know this sounds kind of dorky, but uh, late arriving crowd, right? So game was at 7 o'clock. Like we, that's <laughs> what I was thinking. I was like, Hud Vegas, like this is incredible. Like people are just pouring in. So uh, got out there during warm-ups, a little bit of a light crowd. Um, get out there for the anthem, crowd was decent. Uh, middle of the first period, crowd was fantastic. I was like, this okay. is great. So, it, like you said, L- L.A., I-, I felt like right. you were walking in and, you know, you'd see groups of people kind of strolling in together all at one time. So, great crowd, fantastic turnout, um, unbelievable support as always. Uh, and the boys were able to get a, you know get a win at home in front of the fans. So, it was, it was great.
0: What, what was first period? Like, who were some of the stars of that game that really kind of stood out in, in that win on Saturday?
1: Um, Cooper Brodzinski had a huge weekend, uh, for us, his first one as a havoc. Obviously, uh, he had uh, three points in two games on a goal and assist him and Patrick Noonan and Brett Benson really gelled well. Um, Patrick Noonan had a really big goal, uh, as far as offensive standouts on Saturday, uh, we didn't have one guy. We actually had three guys, which okay. we actually call the nest. The nest? So right. these three guys actually live with, uh, Harvey Dove, okay, who is sure. the bird. So we call it the bird nest. Um and so Patrick Noonan, Dylan Hallaby, um and Pat, and then uh, Harvey Dove all scored on Saturday night. So okay. I was told the you know the Dove family whatever you're feeding these guys it's got to stay. Um so so the nest was on fire and really stepped up on, offensively on Saturday night. And Then DD, uh, which is awesome. So DD Dylan Hallaby number yep. 37 for us. Uh the big guy. Um did an unbelievable job. He used to play for the mullet. So you know when he plays these games there's a little bit extra motivation for him and a little bit extra fuel. Um, so same with us. We play a few other teams. My guys know, like, when we play teams from Ohio, I want to make sure we win because I'm from Ohio. Just sure. stuff like that. Um, so, you know, there's a little bit of extra fuel and motivation. And for him to get the game winner with, like, two or three minutes left in the game was huge. I was extremely pumped for him. Uh, he's been a guy that's been working really hard in practice and had a
0: really great week, and it translated over to the weekends and the results. So
1: i um, proud of him for that.
0: You talked about Cooper Brzezinski. I, I want to go back to last week's show and, and last uh, weekend, the Wisconsin Rapids series. Yep. On Sunday, you made some changes. Said we, we've we've got to change a few things up here and and, and bring in some new people and some other people uh, departed, and so this was the first series with this influx of new people. Were were, were you? Happy with the, with the results, obviously, with with the two wins, you would be.
1: Yeah, I mean, very happy. I think really good and welcome pieces to our lineup. Um, To be honest with you, just g- good guys. They really fit our team away from the rink as okay. far as in the locker room first, which is important. You, you When you're trading guys away and bringing new pieces in, you know you're bringing in winning pieces, but you also got to make sure it works in the locker room. So we've done a really good job of getting the guys acclimated. I think that the guys really respect and understand why the guys are here the guys that are here really respect and understand what the guys have done here prior and the body of work they've put in. So it's like everyone's here on the same page pulling the same wagon. We all, we all want to win. So they've kind of done a great job getting acclimated with the team. And then coming in offensively, you know, Cooper did a great job at stepping in and really putting himself in a spot um, where, you know, you contribute on three goals in two games in your first two. That's huge for us. Um, and at the same time as well, then you got Nico back there on defense, Nico Raymond. Um, who does a great job at moving the puck, is extremely offensive, extremely physical as well, but does a great job kind of coming back. He's kind of like a modern-day Brian Leach, if you ask me, just kind of yeah. with the skating ability up and down the ice. Uh, so was very, very happy with him. And then Connor Souza, wow, uh, he's a horse. Um, for, for me right now, uh, I've been watching a lot of the Minnesota Wild. It's hard not to with the mm-hmm. success they're having. Oh, yeah. And for for me, it reminds me very much of a guy like Felino um, that is big and strong can skate and contribute can play a puck protection style but also too he's got a little bit of skill to him and a very very heavy shot um, so really like his addition as well just his size his youth and his hunger and truly a guy that when he shows up to the rink he's just got a big dumb smile on his face and he's excited to be there I, I love being around him so um, all three guys have been unbelievable additions so far um, not only to the team but the community and the locker room as well so been very very happy to work with those guys and Again, guys that just show up happy to be at the ring, smiles on their faces, and that's encouraging for the new guys, you know, that are here. Um, but also too for the old guys that have been here for day one, knows hey, these guys are coming in fresh and ready, ready to be a part of this. So
0: you got two wins in, in your back pocket, probably a jubilant locker room on Saturday, and then that continues to the post game party over over at Jonesy's. There's some pictures floating around out out on the internet. Looks like everybody was having a good time, and it just one of those Saturday nights where you know you've coming off a win and you got these new guys coming in and then you just kind of celebrate on Saturday night.
1: Yeah. And, and 32nd birthday. Oh, was it? Okay. Um, so the opportunity to kind of celebrate with him and give a little bit of thanks and enjoy kind of everything he does and introduce him to a few people he hasn't seen. We've got a few uh, new people that are back and a few new billets as well. So that's okay. huge with some of the new guys coming in. So an opportunity for him to kind of connect with them, but also to, to meet the new players um, was a lot of fun. And then obviously, you know, the guys over at Jones, do a fantastic job taking care of us for having us. Um, Everyone enjoyed themselves and got home safely, and it was nice.
0: And we'll get Brian Gendrell back on the show. We had him on once, and we just making arrangements. We'll we'll get him uh, back on again. He was saying, he's like, I'm going to get back on. He's like, next week, I think, next week. (laughs)
1: So I I love it. Yeah, we'll get him back on. He does an unbelievable job. And and really, too, I mean, I I don't know if you guys have got a chance on hockey TV or not, or John, if you've got a chance to kind of listen. Um, He's maturing very, very quickly in his call, his his comfort level. Um, Again, not that he was ever bad coming in, but you can just tell – the difference from game one to, I think this is our fifth or sixth home game now, just his comfort level, his understanding of havoc hockey, his knowledge of the players, kind of what's going on, how the league's been operating while we've been on the road. Um, he's, you can tell he's done a lot of work to kind of get himself prepared and kind of really sharpen his craft. So very, very happy with what he's doing. I just want to thank him as well.
0: We want to transition over to our player profile segment coming up here. The young man to your left, to my right, is Blake Stanton. Tell us a little bit about Blake Stanton.
1: Big defenseman that is very simple and very smart, uh, works hard, has been a guy that has come in as a younger guy and really kind of learned the ropes and has done an unbelievable job of kind of running away with his opportunity and taking the most in it and making an advantage or taking advantage of it, making the most of it. Um, And a guy that's going to be a lot of fun for you guys to get to know. Um, A guy that I enjoy being around and always comes to the rink. Again, one of those guys with a smile. Um, But as a student of the game, works his butt off and has really earned everything he's got. So it'd be great for you guys to hear from him.
0: Blake Stanton, Hudson Havoc, player profile coming up. You're listening to the Hudson Havoc podcast from Locust Street Studio. The next Havoc home game is this Friday, January 28th, 7 p.m. at Gornick Arena as the Havoc take on the Minnesota Moose in a Midwest-West Division rivalry game. Tickets are $10 at the door. Kids 10 and under are free. The Hoppin' Barrel Warming House will be open for business at all Havoc home games. Come out this Friday, January 28th, 7 p.m. to Gornick Arena and cheer on your Hudson Havoc. And we are back with more of the Hudson Havoc podcast. It's time for the player profile section, and I am seated, uh, joined by Blake Stanton, who hails from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, his first year with the Hudson Havoc. Blake, thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. If you could go back in your memory bank and try to recall the first hockey memory, what would it be?
2: Man, um, I would probably have to say just, uh, putting on my skates. I have a twin sister and, oh, okay. um, we, I started skating with her. Actually, we took some, like, I was like four or five years old. We took some skating lessons and I remember just getting on the ice and I kept asking my parents, can I get a stick? Can I get a stick? And they're like, you don't even have pucks on the ice yet. Why do you need a stick? And it was just, yeah. So that would probably be my
0: first memory that I had of anything hockey related. And this is out in you, 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 hail from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, but I understand you're actually from a suburb of, of Pittsburgh is yes. that correct? Okay.
2: Yes, it's about it's about 30 25 minutes okay. um out of the way Cannonsburg, okay. Pennsylvania. Um yeah, it's a neat little town. Um
0: and yeah. So Cannonsburg, Pennsylvania. Um how big is hockey out there in, uh, in 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 that area of the country?
2: Uh very small. Our high school okay. our high school program is our our high school organization as a whole was pretty not very good, okay. Um, but I just I just fell in love with the Pittsburgh Penguins and um, okay. just watching them and my family being interested in the Mario Lemieux era. Sure. And my dad watching hockey whenever I was younger. I just I just fell in love with hockey and that's what I've been doing ever since.
1: So your dad's seen what four four yeah four cups. Yeah,
2: yeah, yes, oh, yeah.
1: Ninety one, yeah. ninety two, and then yeah. Lemieux. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. It'd be five cups right cuz it'd be yeah. 91 92 with Yager and Lemieux those two and then uh, since then the well then they had the, the one where they lost the year before to the Red Wings was that 07 and,
2: and then i think it was 09 was the second
1: cup so yes yeah, so they lost in 07 08 they won in 08 09 and then they had the back to back again
2: yes yep yeah that was
0: recently that was that was a good
1: two years not not bad to be a penguins uh hockey fan
0: yeah and so um so the Penguins influenced you and that you talked about your first hockey memory. When was your first competitive a member of a first competitive hockey team? Was it mites, squirts? You know what do you what do you remember from that those early days? I actually had three
2: years of mites. I, I okay. joined my first um organized hockey team whenever I, I was five years old and um it was the Pittsburgh Predators okay. at um Ice Castle in Castle Shannon area and um uh, Brett actually knows one of the guys that works there. He grew up with okay. him, and, yep. um, uh, yeah, apparently they grew up together and played hockey against each other. So, well, okay. when I saw
1: that he was with the predators. So yeah. So the, one of the guys that I grew up playing with in the Mid-Am district, so Minnesota is very fortunate to have its own district within USA hockey. It's like okay. the Minnesota district. So that where me and Blake grew up, hockey is popular, but it's not like it is over here in sure. Wisconsin and Minnesota. So we were part of the Mid-America District for USA Hockey. So whenever USA Hockey made like a select program to choose who was the top players in that division, eventually to make the National Development Program one day out of the best kids from all that. Okay. We were in the same district growing up. And one of the kids that owns, well, his dad owns the rink. And I grew up playing with like throughout the years. And we were at every AAA thing together, every Mid-Am thing together. We were together quite a bit his dad owned the ice castle. And I, when Blake, 20, that's where he grew up skating, you know, most of his career, I was like, man, this is crazy how small this world yeah, is. And yeah. I think that it's all coming full front. Um, which is crazy to think, I mean, just how quick it went. And then all of a sudden here, I'm talking about players that I played with as kids and I still feel like I'm his age. And, you know, he's yeah. telling me about growing up at this rink forever. It's just, it's wild and kind of neat. So, um, definitely understand kind of where he came from in that medium district. I think we both kind of respect and
0: understand that together. So going up the ranks, you you play mites, what what really um appealed to you about playing competitive hockey?
2: Um I think it was just my desire to win and okay. it was also the mo- most difficult sport for me to play. I played a lot of sports growing up. Okay. But especially younger ages I I struggled in hockey. I was I was not very good mites up to squirts and then I joined, um, a team, uh, not at the ice castle. It was the Pittsburgh aviators for one year. And my coach last name was void. I forget his first name, but his son is actually in the OHL right now. And I played on a team with them and we had two hour practices twice a week. So that was the first time that I got a ton of ice time. And I was on a team where it was the first time I was like the sixth defenseman and I didn't get a lot of playing time, but I, gathered everything from everyone else that i played with because i played with a lot of very good hockey players okay and um yeah i just grew from there and
0: so that was a a period of learning that you think really propelled you up
2: yeah yeah from from then on we i started to win and um i got a lot better and i got put on a team the next year where i was able to uh, I w I don't want to say carry my team but i I helped my team a lot more. I was okay. more involved with my team, yeah helping more, them win
1: more responsibility height and role
0: yeah, exactly exactly, yeah, and so then when you get to high school age, maybe it's not as structured out there as it is here we we have very strong high school programs, particularly in Minnesota. What was your high school age playing uh, experience like
2: year uh, I made varsity um we I we had so much talent on our team, but for whatever reason, we couldn't win games. I think it was too laxed maybe or, and just okay. um, didn't really have a desire. It was just like go out there with your friends, but we had so much talent and then um, didn't end up doing anything too much that year. Um, my sophomore season was better. Junior season better. We had very good offense, and then my senior season um, – so backtracking my eighth grade year we won the middle school championship, so okay. my senior season, my class was like this is the team that won in middle school they should, okay. they should come up and win varsity and we were on an undefeated streak until I don't even know maybe like two four or five games left in the season and we played like our arch rivals okay. or whatever, and who's the arch rival um Peters township high school uh okay. we we never I've never beaten them at my four years of high school. They beat us the two out of the last five games there. Um, went into playoffs with just a different attitude. Everyone was, like, kind of bummed out that those were. that's how it went and um, just just laid an egg in, in the first round of playoffs. So that was a bummer. But, um, yeah, my high school career was awesome, and I loved all the guys. I loved showing up and going to school and dressing up and everyone – Knowing who I was
0: and being on the hockey team, and I was just that was awesome. you talk about losing tough games and and that, that whole growth process is that where maybe that competitive fire started to where you learn what it what it meant to compete yes
2: yeah yeah i I believe so um i my my travel team was never very successful in winning we were like five hundred okay uh, maybe like on a good year, we'd be 500. Um, but we were still triple A. So we were, we were at the higher level, but, um, yeah, I'd say losing those games and, um, playing against better competition. Um, people say you learn more whenever you lose, um, which I hate losing, but, um, obviously I did, I did learn a lot throughout the past couple of years, just playing on teams like that. But,
0: during those years when did maybe was there a a light bulb going off moment or a specific moment that you can pick out and say you know what I think this is something I want to do past high school and this is something I think I have the skill and ability to do
2: um I I'd probably say my senior year actually I I was always baseball hockey baseball hockey summertime I would go play baseball Wintertime and fall I was I was hockey all the time so Um, I never really went to any camps or anything over the summertime because it was baseball season, so I never got seen by anyone. I never had the desire. And then my senior year, I was like, oh, shoot, I want to play hockey. I got to get myself out there and be seen. So after my senior year, we made a profile on this uh, recruiting website or whatnot, and um, I went out to join this Tier 2 team in the OJHL. They're based out of Canada. Okay. And I went to play a couple tournaments, um, spring tournaments for this, uh, co- the head coach of the team. And um, just didn't go well, didn't turn out. And uh, too little time. I should have started earlier, obviously, so he was able to see me earlier. But um, I ended up not making it and I was just like devastated. I okay. was kind of like, this is it. I'm, I'm done with hockey. And then through the recruiting recruiting profile on, the website i found hudson and that's kind of how i came here found this place so
0: well let's explore that more what from from that from that experience which didn't end in in your favor to thinking maybe i'm not going to continue this what happened what circumstances happened at that juncture that put you in contact with head coach and general manager brett wall that eventually led you here to hudson so there was actually a lot of USPHL teams whenever I went to these
2: um tournaments that were talking to me okay um over in my area and then the Massachusetts area region and um I just was at the time I was like no I'm not playing hockey I'm done whatever okay. I'm I'm going to go work until next year whenever I can join another school or, or something like that go to college so um then I my I so it was over but i was still going to workouts and stuff and I was still on the ice and okay. I told my dad it was over I'm done but I kept going I kept going to the gym I kept going to practice and then I was like he was like why are you still going and and I was like I don't know I think I think I kind of like I like this a lot I like working every day and okay. and playing hockey every day and then um the recruiting the Hudson called Scott Sturgeon the um okay.
0: Who well, we've had on. We've yeah, had yeah, had on. He,
2: he, he contacted me, and um, I saw their past records and, mm-hmm. and the guys that they've moved on and things like that, and that really drew me into wanting to come to Hudson in a winning program in a winning area. So, yeah.
0: So going back to that first game. So you, you get practice, and you get to know your teammates a little bit. You're a long ways from home. The first game rolls around. Tell us about that experience.
2: <sighs> the first game. Um uh the first game was Rom River, right?
1: Well when was which one was your when was your first game? You don't remember my who you played game, your first, first junior game, game, game against
2: County, my first game was Steel County in Owatana. My goodness. How Steel do you not County, okay. I was say, how do you
1: not know your first junior game? Come nah, on. That was a while ago.
2: But yeah, my first game was Steel County in Oatana. Okay. Um lost in a devastating uh shootout loss. Oh which that we have was twice, devastating. Which we have twice this year, which which sucks. But um yeah, that was my first game and I think it was kind of um my statement game. Like okay. I can hang. I uh the shifts that I did have I I tried to um make an impression and let everyone know that like I was out there and um it was awesome. It was awesome to get out there and feel the speed of the game. It's obviously a lot different than preseason whenever everyone's just rolling lines and you could go up against whoever sure. on the other team. Um, um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun and to be in an overtime situation mm-hmm. in a shootout. Um, it was awesome to see uh, everyone get so anxious and excited on the bench whenever things would swing either way. And sure. yeah, it was it was an awesome first game.
1: It, it was fun as a coach too to watch you. Like you, you and, and Blake is a guy that, that came in as a young guy and really battled for a spot every single day. And, and finally has won an opportunity to be a pretty regular in our lineup. Um, and a contributor for us. And and it's hilarious hearing you talk about your first game and how, you know, you're just like, I I tried to keep things simple and I went out there and all this stuff. And now I'm thinking to myself, like, now you're a guy that's, you know, now getting some responsibility, opportunity, obviously a lot more minutes. Um, It's crazy to hear you think about that and kind of know that's who you were. But I just remember as a coach watching, you know, you work your butt off there for a few weeks in practice. The way our schedule went, it kind of like stopped and started. So there was like a a two-week break after our first one there where we got an opportunity to kind of really step back, slow down a little bit and really like learn our systems and kind of really immerse ourselves and then watch them compete every day and, and come as a student and get like, what can I do to get better? What do I got to do? Like, I'll watch the film and just kind of put all that work and effort in and then to get a spot like – it was awesome. I just remember how juiced up you were your first shift. Yeah. I, I was loving it. And for me as a coach, like obviously we were all players at one time, right? So you know what that feels like. I remember my first shift at a new level or my first shift at at a new place. Like you, you kind of remember those things. Sure. So yeah. I just remember seeing him like, man, that, that, that feels good.
0: So you come home after the disappointing loss to Steele County, and you had mentioned that you knew you knew the the standard that's been set here for the havoc in terms of, of, of their winning um, in, in recent years. Your first game at Gornick Arena. Tell us about that one.
2: My first game at Gornick Arena, I believe it was um, against Rum River. So okay. a diff- different opponent. Um, yep. I got a lot more playing time, and I was on the ice a lot more. Um, kind of got way more comfortable playing. I wasn't really, didn't really have the, the, as much jitters as I did the first game in okay. an away arena. It was awesome to play in front of a home crowd and be cheered for whenever you do something good instead of um, booed at or anything like that at an away arena. But, um, yeah, it was it was an amazing experience, and walking across the arenas is always fun, and it's diff- something different about being the home team in sure. Hudson, and it's always fun to be with the guys and get ready to go before games. So, yeah, it was awesome.
0: Tell us about the relationships you've you've cultivated with your teammates so far.
2: Oh man, everybody's great. Uh uh I've I've had a lot of fun with everyone on the team. I I get along with everyone on the team really well. Um I'd say recently I've I've been playing video games a lot. Okay. with um a lot of the guys everybody's been playing um video games and I with uh Ben Stewart, Logan Graf, um Jackson Taylor, uh Cooper Anderson I was just playing with before um, this podcast actually, and it it's it's really fun. It's a a, a good way to bond with people and um, bond with them, especially. It's it's a lot of fun to be yelling at the game and working together and stuff like that. But it's fun.
1: I heard Stu coaches the boys.
2: Oh yeah, Stu loves it. He loves telling everyone <laughs> how to play, how to play the game that we've been playing for three or four years. So it's
0: awesome.
1: Oh, I love it. <laughs> so
0: so so far on on the season, uh, you you're, you're you're coming off uh, a two game sweep. Sweep of the of the mullets. You got the moose coming up. You, you battled uh, four games against Wisconsin. We're we're in the thick of the schedule. Your assessment of the team so of the season so far, and your hopes moving forward for the remainder of the season.
2: Um, so far, uh, I would say, um, I think we all know that we should be higher in the rankings, and we we des- we work hard enough every week at practice that we should be. I think it comes down to execution in games in the beginning of the season. Yep. Um, but obviously everyone's getting to know each other and it, it's it, we're kind of bringing everything together. Um, I was hoping that uh, after the Christmas break, I was like, this will be the turning point for our team. Everybody's going to get a rest. We're going to come back and dominate. And then we have that tough loss against the Blue Ox, um, which didn't go very well. Um, but then going into... Um, Wisconsin Rapids and mm-hmm. sweeping them up there was was awesome Uh, it was awesome for our team I think everybody was really juiced after that and um, I think we're ready to go for the rest of the season here I think I think we we found Uh, we had trouble scoring earlier in the season I think we brought in some pieces that could help us with that especially and I think it's going to help us in the long run here and I think we're ready to go and we're going to be a force to be reckoned with coming down the line. So,
0: well, you got, you got some games coming up with, with the blue ox. And then as, as the season gets late, you know, the, the playoff order kind of come, comes, comes into focus. And so you're looking forward to that beyond that. What does, uh, what are some of the goals for Blake Stanton for when this season is done?
2: Blake Stanton after the season. um, I want to, I want to,
0: I want to find a, I, uh... is, is there is there a particular college i mean one of the goals of of, of junior hockey is to move your players and coach yep. wall has been very successful at that to move you on to to another level of juniors or or, or to a college environment is, is there any team or school that you'd say this is where i want to go next um
2: particularly i'm not looking specifically at any schools okay. right now um i haven't i i haven't reached out or anything which is probably why i'm not um, in contact with any schools, but, um, I think anywhere that, that I, I find that fits my needs and fits my major particularly too. Um, uh, I'll head there. So what do you think about studying? Um, I actually have been thinking about engineering. Okay. Um, specifically I was, I, in school, I was my senior year, I was kind of geared toward environmental engineering. Okay. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I, I think maybe I'm starting to lean more towards civil engineering. I'm not really sure right now, but that's why I'm kind of not going to school
0: either right now. Cause I don't sure. know. So, okay. um, figuring it out. Part of every junior college, uh, a junior hockey player's journey includes, you have to have a place to stay. You're a young guy oh, far away from home. Tell us about your billet family.
2: Oh, um, my billet family is awesome. Um, Kimberly Elliott, John Elliott, and Jack Elliott uh, okay. have provided an awesome house uh, for me to stay in. Um, my room is awesome. She is a very talented artist and she oh. she painted like all the walls in my room really cool. And then there's a lot of uh, paintings that are hung up all over the house that she made that are awesome too. And um, also I the biggest thing is probably the basement where she has a they have a whole synthetic ice um, platform down there and a net to shoot on. And uh, it's really <laughs> sweet to go down there and be able to shoot after um, a day that we have off or something like that sure. or pregame just to get some shots off. But um, that's really sweet. And then they also have two dogs uh, lab and. A mutt rescue dog. I I don't. I'm not really sure. It's it's tinier. Uh, Lucy and Sammy. Okay. Uh, they're awesome too. I love dogs. They're really cool dogs
0: to be around. So you, in essence, have your own personal training center there. It's to to, to shoot. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> that that's pretty great. Do uh do mom and dad get a chance to get up here? I mean, it's it's a you're a long ways from home. Uh, to to see a play. Uh, yes. So um, we had we had in, mom's weekend weekend before exactly
2: yeah so so they hadn't come up before that they my dad and my uncle actually met me in boston um whenever we went to the boston showcase um that was awesome that was the first time that he saw the team um in person and he was just amazed at the speed and and how fast it was in person um and then uh it was awesome to have them up here for mother's weekend also and spend time with my family and my little sister came up too so it was good to see all of them again and um yeah I don't know maybe they'll come up uh for playoffs or something like that I don't know when they'll be up again or if they will be but um yeah they've been able to see the area and um they know that I'm in good hands at, at my billet house and uh they even noticed that they were like, "Wow, you actually look like you live here and you're like walking sure. around the house like you live here. It's pretty weird, but yeah, it's been it's been
0: cool. What does a kid from uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania do for entertainment here in Hudson, Wisconsin, when you're not playing if 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 you want to go out somewhere on a maybe a, an off Friday night or something, where are you going?
2: Um so my billet house is actually over in Woodbury, okay, uh, near Woodbury, which is an awesome area. There's all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff to do over there. Um, the mall of America is really neat too. Uh, I've been there too. Um, I'd probably say I just Friday night, I'd probably just go out with the guys, uh, probably to Canes over in Woodbury. It's it's really nice, really one of our favorite spots to go eat. And then, um, uh, probably, I don't know, go home and play video games or something like that. But, uh, yeah, that's about Mm
0: -hmm. it. So it sounds like this has really been an, an enjoyable experience for you here with the having. Yes, yes, it's been awesome. Now, if you're back home in Pittsburgh, or or outside of Pittsburgh, yeah, where you where are you going there for uh, for entertainment?
2: Man, so we actually my my house is um a little bit outside of Kingsburg, but we um just got a new Top Golf facility like right okay. down the road from our house. That's so.
0: that's up Coach's Alley, I assume. Good right? man.
2: Yeah, that's the spot to be on. Like okay. a. a, a weekend night or friday night it's 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 awesome to go and hit just hit golf balls as hard as you can (laughs) when you're back back in
1: town you let all the boys know that's where you're meeting
2: exactly yeah exactly is that one of those golf simulator things it's not a simulator it's 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 a it's there's a huge net and um goes about like 200 300 yards away and then um it's it's there's pins on the ground that you can aim at um and yeah you just try to Get in, get it into the hole. I guess okay. any any regular golf game, but um, you can't walk up to the ball or anything. You just hit one and try to get it as close to the pin as you can, and then everyone gets points based upon how close you are to the center. Okay, and then um, but at the end, you see who's the best golfer. I guess you could say, but uh, I just I just go yeah. in there and smash golf balls
0: as hard as
1: I can you're all right i've seen you at pheasant yeah yeah, yeah. you can play
0: i, I was just gonna ask now coach wall has talked about his his golfing prowess here have you been able to knock heads with him on the golf course here in hudson i i haven't been
2: against him in the same group but i've i've seen him tee off and and i've been in the group right behind him okay. uh yeah he's he's got so he's got some room to talk because he, he is he is pretty good i I'm, i've only been at it for a year and a half so i mean i i I'm still learning a lot of, okay. uh, about the game, but, um, yeah, yeah. He, and that's his home course too, pheasant. So he, he showed us the ropes kind of around pheasant and,
0: uh, it was awesome to get out there with, with all eight guys. It was fun. Coach, what does Blake Stanton mean to this Hudson Havoc team?
1: Well, if you pulled up my computer right now, my favorite play of the year, and it was not a goal. It was the, the deception move you made in Boston Literally, he goes back to retrieve a puck and something we work on a lot, like towards the end of my career, I finished being a defenseman. And for me, it was important to retrieve pucks and to move them, right? Like, so as five foot eight, like it's important not to get killed. There's a guy right on him. It looks like a, a scene out of Top Gun, like a Jets chasing each other, going down to get the play. He does like a little shimmy where he literally goes to the left, goes to the right. Picks the puck up, goes to the left, and he makes the cut so hard and moves his feet great, makes a great breakout pass. But the guy that was chasing him literally runs right into the boards. I kid you not, I could put it on my computer and buy out of this bag right now, and it's still on there. It's my favorite clip of the year, um, and one of my one of my favorite things to show guys. But it's just, as far as what he means to the team, this is a guy that came in as a brand new piece. We lost some guys last year to the collegiate level, and we were looking to bring in some guys that compete on a daily basis under a havoc mindset and knowing that they're going to fit our curriculum on and off the ice. Uh, Blake has come in and been a student of the game since the day he's got here. He's a guy that watches film. He's a guy that asks to have film sent to him when there's not any, an opportunity for us to watch it yet before we get there. So he's coming prepared. It's not like he's just showing up and kicking his feet up on my desk and saying, all right, show me what you got. Um, you know, he, He's a guy that comes prepared and wants to learn and wants to get better and a guy that, for me, I can really relate to. When I was in college, I was a guy that had to learn as a young guy to find my way into a lineup on a consistent basis, and then when I got it, I really captured that opportunity. Blake has done the same thing here. Blake has come in, and there's been a game or two early in his uh, career here where he kind of had to sit and watch, did not pout, didn't complain about it, asked what he can do to get better, really took it like a man, came to practice, and beat a guy out for a spot. And, you know, he's been beating these guys out on a regular basis. And I said, like you, prior, he's found a way to be a consistent and a regular in our lineup because of the work ethic he's bringing every day. He wants to know how he can get better. He wants to know how you know, things went today, what our thoughts were. And just does a really, really good job at making sure that he's able to stay on top of his game every day. Um, not a guy that's taking things for granted, not a guy that has got it comfortable, not a guy that is complacent, a guy that is truly on a mission and working hard here and has done a fantastic job, but just really having a professional approach to this and he's being rewarded with ice time.
0: Blake, what does the term HUD Vegas mean to you? I got to ask that before we close this down. I, I hear I hear that a lot. What does HUD Vegas mean to Blake Stanton?
2: I know, and we have it right on the front of our helmets and everybody's always asking whenever I go back home and I'm on the ice, they're like, what, what does HUD Vegas even mean? And I was like, uh you got to be there to to know what it means uh okay. it's 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 awesome up here it's the atmosphere it's um coming to practice at 8 a.m and uh leaving at 12 it's it's just it's just putting in work and it's 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 hud vegas that's what it is I, I there's no way, other way
0: to put it that's just what it is blake and blake what's your number out there 83 look for number 83 this coming uh, weekend here got a got a good home game against the minnesota moose coming up on on friday and blake stanton continued success with the hudson havoc and with your hockey playing career and thank you for joining us thank you thank you for having me we'll be back with more of the hudson havoc podcast from locust street studio the next havoc home game is this friday january 28th 7 p.m at gornick arena as the Havoc take on the Minnesota Moose in a Midwest-West Division rivalry game. Tickets are $10 at the door. Kids 10 and under are free. The Hoppin' Barrel Warming House will be open for business at all Havoc home games. Come out this Friday, January 28th, 7 p.m. to Gornick Arena and cheer on your Hudson Havoc. And we are back for our third and final segment of the Hudson Havoc podcast, joined again by head coach and GM Brett Wall. Got a big series coming up, uh, division series, with the Minnesota Moose. Going to be a home and home, home on Friday, over there on Saturday. What do you know about the Minnesota Moose?
1: Uh, very well, coach. Very well prepared. A uh, team that we've got to make sure that we're ready to come out against. They're a team that's got some veterans in their lineup that have been to the national tournament two, three times. Uh, they've done it from a one spot, a two spot, a three spot, and a five spot, I believe. Um, so a team that no matter where they're at in the rankings is always dangerous, knows how to win, like I said, is very, very well coached. Um, so I'm looking forward to a great you know weekend of hockey here in our next three games with them. Uh, we've really kind of instilled this mindset of approaching it like it's the playoffs here. You know We've got two games this weekend in a home-and-home home setting, and then I, I don't know if I believe we're at their place again um, The on Friday, the following week, I believe. I, I or believe- maybe we're at home. I honestly don't know. I apologize. Um, but either way, we're playing, we're playing, we're playing them, again, them yeah. the next three games. Uh, Friday at our barn, uh, Saturday at theirs, and then we'll figure out what the one in the following week is. Uh, but that's kind of a playoff series, right? You got to win three games or you have a three game series and you got to win two. So we're really kind of having that mindset and that focus heading into the weekend. And we, we want to win two games and it's most important you come out here to win the first one that that's what you got to do before you win two. You got to win one. Um, so that mindset of knowing, hey, like we've got to come out here, we've got to put our foot on the gas, very much the college hockey style with the home and home. And again, a team that's done a great job at moving on players as well. So I think a a night that guys know is going to be heavily scouted, heavily washed. And, if you come out and play a college hockey game, you know you're most likely rewarded after a game like this.
0: What did you work on this week? Coming off the two, two nice wins against against the Mullets, what did you work on? What are some of the things you focused on in practice this week?
1: Uh, just tighten things up. Like for us, like we, we want to make sure. It's almost like running a race car, right? Like uh, when you look, uh, I think of Formula 1, watch watched some sure. of that Netflix oh, yeah. stuff. But, you know, you watch your Lewis Hamilton, your Max Verstappen. Like these are guys that are winning and having success, but they're still striving for more. Any way you can get just a, a smidgen better or a tenth faster. Uh, we're looking to make sure we're polishing those things, making sure that our details are, you know, set in stone with guys. Making sure that everything they do, they know what they're doing with purpose and with, with, you know, a little bit of a passion and fire too. Not just lackluster, not just going through the motions, not just checking boxes, but knowing that everything's done with detail and fire, and making sure that we can really push that pace as fast as we can, so that one day when we get to playoffs where we're able to have opportunities and success and we get to that national tournament, able to compete at an extremely high level and a fast pace. But one day, ultimately, when guys translate and move on to college hockey or higher level junior, they're able to play at that pace on a regular basis. And that's kind of the foundation which they fall back on. So and they're having a great night and they're out there scoring goals and everything's going their way. Everyone has those days. Sure. You know, they're able to have success, but those nights where maybe they're battling the puck or maybe they're trying to figure things out, they're able to have a really good game they can kind of fall back on as their B game to kind of allow them to have success and kind of that continued career and that consistency piece.
0: Going, going into the weekend series, uh, without getting into specifics, are, are you pretty healthy?
1: Yeah, yeah, we're healthy. Um, everyone's ready to go. I really like where the team is at this week. We progressed really, really well. Guys have been competing all week long for spots um, in the lineup and kind of their role, you know, throughout the course of the week. So guys have done a really good job at, you know, knowing that we got some new pieces here and knowing that sometimes guys' roles are going to change and you've got to come in and earn every day. Um, and if you're not willing to do that, you know, you find yourself either slipping or you find that role decreasing a little bit. Um, so guys have really respected that. We've had a good first two days of
0: practice so far. Two two keys to victory, uh, for Friday night.
1: Uh, persistence. Uh, you just got to keep coming, right? This is a game where with the moose, like you can't get, you can't get lost in it. Um, you can't be comfortable because you're up by a few. You can't be out of a game because you're down by a few. Like you've just got to make sure you're just coming and coming and coming. Um, you can't stop. And it's one of those things where if, if you do stop for a second, you know, it's going to be a difference between a one goal game here where you're going to either winning one or losing one. Um, depending on kind of who wants to come up for a second for air, you don't have time for that. Um, So just making sure we really have that persistent piece that we're pushing there. And then just overall team game. I need five guys on the ice clicking, working together. I need everyone sharp and kind of polished that. That's really what we're working towards as well, right? Like we're working for that 60 minute game, but all five guys working together
0: as a unit, and all guys being on the same page. Who's going to be starting a goal uh, on Friday night,
1: man, you're asking me a hard question. Um, I'll be honest with you. I've been talking a lot with coach Braden Meyer. We've got three guys right now that are playing absolutely fantastic. Um, You know, when you look at you way, you know, the way things break down, uh, Matt palace stepped up in some huge games and showcases for us, had a really nice win against the Mullets and had some big saves. Uh, Ryan Knight has been a guy that, you know, has, has stepped up huge for us on the road and swept the rapids which is massive. We've never won in that building before and as a young guy, like stepping into that role, that's huge for him to do that. And we're very comfortable and confident with him as well. And then you got Kenny Torelli who's returning you know, goalie of the year for us, but also to a guy that we've had here for two years that we know we've got a ton of faith and a ton of trust in as well. So um, the goalies are doing a great job at pushing each other every day and making it hard. Um, Come Friday and Saturday, we're gonna have some tough decisions, but at the end of the day, I think that's how they would like it Um, and very, very proud of the work and effort that all three guys are putting forth and we'll make that decision here Uh, with Coach Braden Meyer, our goalie coach here in a few days.
0: We talked about having uh, good problems to have. Having three capable goalies and having to choose one in in many ways is is a good problem
1: to have. Well, I'll tell you what, you know, if this is the NHL and and you're sitting there, I don't know how you afford to keep all three guys, you know what I mean? But. Um, we're, we've been in a spot where, obviously, with the day and age and the nature of this piece, you know, we, we've had as an experience and an event where, you know, all of a sudden we've had three guys where all of a sudden we have two guys real very, very quickly. So it just kind of – you just got to keep pushing and just kind of keep yourself aware. I think these guys are doing a great job at knowing when that net is mine and giving them the opportunity. They're doing a great job of stepping up.
0: Now, you play the uh, Moose – here at Gornick on Friday yep. and uh, encouraging fans to get out there and, and whatnot. Now you go up to there on Saturday, the home and home thing is similar to a, to a playoff thing and to a college home and home series. What, um, what are you anticipating going back up to Fogarty where, where you've been this year um, multiple times? What's uh what do you got in store for going on the road on Saturday?
1: Same, same mindset, right? We're going on the road. We're going to be uncomfortable because it's a road game. We're going to get to the rink early, get ourselves comfortable and acclimated, really get a game plan in place and saying, Hey, let's really have, you know, something set in stone that we know what we're doing. And I think we're kind of working towards that throughout the course of the week that guys have a lot of faith and trust in, and we're going to go out there in that first period. We got to put our foot down and say, Hey, we're willing to be here and do whatever it takes, really kind of establish our road game. Um, and then continue to battle from there on out and not stop until that buzzer goes.
0: Did they ever get that bar going at at Fogarty Arena up there?
1: Ah, uh, you know what? They did not actually. They <laughs> no, so I, I, I'm well, maybe they have now. It's it's been. It's been when, a while. when was the Mayak Showcase there? I think it was last November, week. Wasn't it? No, uh, no, last week of October. October. Halloween. Me, yeah. Yep. Right. So I I don't know. I'm hoping maybe it has in the new year. Uh, I swear to you, best chicken tenders, steak fries, anything you can imagine. Like I have been blown away by just amazing bar food. It used
0: to be sticks and stones. So right.
1: Hopefully that uh, has been uh, revamped and reopened.
0: We, we've we've done youth games up there and, and high school games, so I'm familiar with that. And I, I I like that place myself. And then you can watch curling from the window. That's there. what I was going to
1: say. That's what I enjoy the most is you're sitting there eating your steak fries and chicken tenders. And, you know, you're getting your game plan ready. And you look out there and I'll, I'm not going to pretend I, I watch curling during the Olympics. But for me to tell you, that I actually know what's going on. Right. I have no idea. I just sit there and think, like, how are these guys not falling on their butts? Like, some of these people don't look as coordinated as you think. So, um, I, I don't know. It's a great time and great environment there. I just I wish they were open again.
0: With the with the home game coming up on Friday and a series of home games, your your, your staff doing a tremendous job getting everybody in, making for a great fan experience. Also, the, uh, the the sponsors talk a little bit about them with the the home game coming up on
1: Friday. Yeah, uh, Hop and Barrel will be at the games, which is huge, obviously for uh, the beer. Uh, they'll be there, and then obviously throughout the course of the week, we've got everyone taking care of the guys. We got Brent Jamison over at C1, uh, we got Brittany with uh, Velocity, and then obviously Jamie at the Health Max taking care of the guys, and making sure everyone's healthy and ready to go. Um, so those guys are doing great. Peter uh, Pitts fueling them up, the people at Elevate Nutrition as well. Uh, and again, Jonesy's like we got to thank them for having us throughout the course of the week and We will be there on Saturday night or on Friday night after the game okay. as well. Um, so again just the community support is amazing and, and through the roof we can't thank them enough for everything they do for our guys but us as well as an organization uh, we wouldn't be here without them
0: well coach while continued success this weekend can continue the the, the the winning streak and you know we we have a fan base here and more and more people are seem to be aware of who the havoc are like when i get out in, in the community and we start talking about that so uh, job well done really with the branding of of this team
1: Well, that's all the guys, right? I mean, it it takes one person to be wearing a Havoc logo to do things the wrong way, and all of a sudden this comes comes crashing down very, very quickly. Um, So we do put a lot of emphasis and thought, making sure that we're bringing the right people to the community, understanding that the guys know that. I thought they've done a good job of really respecting and responding to that.
0: Friday night, Gornick Arena, Minnesota Moose coming to town, and then you're going up there on Saturday. You can catch that one on on Hockey TV. And, Coach, as always, thank you for joining us.
1: I, I appreciate you having me, John. Thank you.
0: That's going to wrap it up for this episode number 14 for the Hudson Havoc podcast. Again, get out and support the Havoc this Friday up at Gornick Arena taking on the Minnesota Moose. And follow them on HudsonHavoc.com, also on Instagram, and also on Twitter. For John Wecken the rest of us here at the Hudson Havoc podcast, thank you for joining us.